All right, everyone, welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I'm your host, Damon Pistolka, and with me today, I have Priscilla Valencio from Carte Blanche. We're going to yes. be talking about branding strategies that produce results. Thanks so much, Priscilla, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Damon. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to talk about this because the world of branding to someone like me is kind of like a black box of unknown. So I'm hoping we can we can take and expose some of this so more people can use it. So let's yes. let's hear a little bit about your background, Priscilla, because you've you've been doing this for a little bit and you've been doing yes. it for some pretty big companies. So let's talk about your branding history and how you got kind of doing what you're doing today. Yes, um, so I'm originally from France, but I'm now located in the U.S. in Utah, Salt Lake City of all places. <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, I, uh, I studied, um, I studied uh, undergrad in Paris, and then uh, found myself in the U.S. in Atlanta. Studied um, um, kind of a graduate commercial arts school. And then I started working in in New York in uh, in an agency, a large agency, and we did have uh, amazing clients. I worked a lot for Unilever, um, IBM, Victoria's Secret, all these big uh, big names. Um, and then found myself in Utah and um, and shifted a little bit. I went from working for an agency setting to in house, uh, working for a brand that was. Uh, representing and had a lot of uh, what we call a house of brand, which is a big umbrella company with lots of uh, sub-brands of mm -hmm. vitamin and sub and food supplements. Utah being a very dry state, they have a lot of these companies here because it's ideal for storing and working with all these uh, these ingredients and herbs. Okay. So anyway, um, I went from agency setting to in-house and then went back to an agency setting as, um, working with um, financial industry of all places too, uh, financial um, companies and um, and uh, the world of, of finances. And then uh, created my company officially in January of 2020. But uh, with these uh, different type of experiences, I, I, I had a chance of seeing and, and knowing how an agency work versus also how an in-house uh, mm -hmm. and the in-house thinking of managing brands work as well and yeah. how all these teams within a company function. And that got me um, to the offering that um, I like to, to give my clients right now, which is um, in reality, anybody can do really pretty design, but does it really connect with your customer? Does it really connect with the company purpose and, and, and what the company is doing? Because what branding is, it's... Um, it's not a logo, it's not your color, it's not a style guide, it's not your product. Uh, branding is more the, the overarching ecosystem of the whole company. It's that meaning that people attach to your company, um, people in your company and people out, your customers, right? So you have to consider these two sides um, and every touch point and every effort um, your marketing is part of branding. 
Um, there is a lot of confusion sometimes. What's the difference between branding and marketing? Branding is, is sharing that love, is, is constructing, is all these different efforts, this, this um, culture and this idea of the company. The marketing are the actionable steps that you're going to use and you're going to do to promote that that meaning and that feeling and 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 the values and 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 the culture and so forth so that's the big difference and so um the world of branding has evolved a lot uh, a lot of people are much more um with the internet and 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 all the information out there they're much more in tune with what's happening and now you also i mean marketing has evolved as as well uh, yeah. with like just even like the influencers back then you know mm -hmm. there are nobodies in in reality and then suddenly they're able to build their own brand and become somebody that has some power and some say that influences in an in, in enough bigger group that people take them seriously mm -hmm. so that is that is all what branding is and so when when you do need some branding or when you you want to invest in it it's really looking at all these little pieces your customers your employees your uh your product service the future of the company the vision of the company the um evolution of the market within your your market where you're at um it's really encompassing all this anticipating and building on the vision. And so what is very important to is aligning um, the C-suite or the vision, aligning the team that are working with you when you have a new employee that comes in um, in your office. You know, I I had this where I was like sat in front of an office and I was at a desk with a computer and just told like, okay, you're going to be doing this, this, and that. I mean, that was it. Like, there was no soul, right, yeah. to, yeah. like, let us tell you what we are all about, right? And let us meet. I mean, now there's amazing ideas that I hear out there of companies doing to involve their uh, customers and uh, involve their employees with customers or involve um, if there's a very large company, involve employees from one department to another that would never meet. Um, mm -hmm. so those are, this is all thinking of building that feeling and that meaning that the brand is. So that was a long answer <laughs> to your short question. No, push. but, but I, I was writing a lot of notes during this, um, because first of all, um, you, you, most people talk about branding and I think about it when I do, it's like, how do things look? Mm -hmm. what what kind of what what kind of feelings do you want to evoke be, because of the way things look but what you're talking and just said that branding is not only how things look but it's how we act it's our it's our history it's our legacy that we want to create and a lot of other things that it's all wrapped together to create the brand yes is that and right I, I, you you got it exactly and you can see um Evidently, we always compare with these gigantic companies because we um, in, in the news, but when they do, they have a misstep, 
hear of them and then we judge them, right? So um, mm -hmm. these big companies like Johnson and Johnson and the Starbucks and the, and the Amazon and so forth, anything they do, they're analyzed by media. They are reacted, you know, their customers react. And now with social media, with um, also, don't you think that we are bombarded with anything you do now you are you're asking to review you know how many star would you give us like this is being this is branding this is being in contact direct contact with your customers and getting the feedback live in a sense of of, yeah. of their experience and how they've liked it um yeah so what's important um is to 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 take every step in a meaningful way, it's it's important. I don't think it. That's where it complicates a lot, right? Because yeah, sometimes you don't realize that maybe um, one action might have a snowball effect. So you mm -hmm. want to be meaningful and think ahead before you maybe add a process to your onboarding or whatever that can be. Um, everything has a repercussion in your market. Yeah. Well, you, you, you brought up a really good example, like something in your onboarding, you can say, Hey, we're going to be onboarding a whole bunch of people this year. Let's automate the training process. So it's videos and, and people sit and watch videos or we get a bunch of YouTube videos and they watch them, but that takes the personalization out of it. It takes the human element out of it. And maybe that can, change their perception of your company and their connection with your company and therefore your brand the the image changes so it's exactly um yeah. i i i know somebody who has a hotel for example mm -hmm. and um they are having a big problems with their um the front desk to hiring somebody and and keeping and the and, and yep. so their, their answer was like, oh, let's just put an electronic kiosk because now there's services that do that. But just this action might completely change the feel your clients are having mm -hmm. coming to this hotel. It, is it upgrading or downgrading the, the hotel in, in the yeah. mind of your customer? Like, so, so this is one example of, of many for companies. That, and I know you know, managers and, and CEOs are always all day long making decisions. And mm -hmm. this is where brand strategy is, is crucial because when there is a good alignment of your team and there is a solid brand strategy, then these people can make more um, meaningful, educated decisions because they know where the vision of the company is going. Yeah, that's a great point because if you lay that out and and have it well communicated, a people are going to understand it because I I don't think that a lot of companies take the time to talk about their brand as our brand is this, and and go through the steps of what it is with each employee to go, this is our brand. We mm -hmm. do this because of this. This is our history. This is why we do. This is what we want to create in the future. And I think that you brought up a great point. If you took the time to develop your brand to that extent, yes, you are going to have a much more cohesive company. Yes, not just not just a, a brand, 
but you have a more cohesive company and your brand because your brand is as we talked about it's it's all these pieces together you've tied those pieces together in something that's easy to understand exactly it gives these people a, a framework from within they can operate because if your brand says we are always going to be honest with our customers and and whatever that's people understand what that means yes. and that there's just things that's really cool how you can tie that all together and and you have also you brought in a good point like for example honesty right like transparency like there are trends mm -hmm. that come and go but there are all trends that stay and uh transparency openness honesty honesty not only with your customer but also with your employees yeah. um i think with with so much of the digital world anyone can educate themselves on anything so your disgruntled employee can find a lot of information and and so if there is an honest base then maybe they understand the decisions that the company are making and why we're making so such and such decision and they and then they'll feel part of those decisions instead of like disgruntled because i don't know uh, my yeah. office got moved and i don't have a a window anymore <laughs> yeah 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 that's a great point that and it and it gives it gives owners executives leaders the opportunity by putting the brand strategy together right it allows them to share a a common message with everyone yes. internally and externally like you said because it's the overarching ecosystem for inside and out and in today's world with the employment as it is and as, as hard as it is to find good employees that branding is what could set you apart and keep people coming to you to work rather than not exactly i bet you i don't know that you know i bet you nike just has enough people wanting to work for them that they're never really looking <laughs> mm -hmm. well because you make it, a great point you make a great point yeah it, it, it is like that so so what what were some of the things that you learned working with these large companies because i mean when you talk about um ibm or victoria's secrets uh, unilever a little bit differently but um what were some of the overarching things you learned because i i say unilever a little different because that's that's got a lot of different products under it but what it what are like the victoria's secrets i mean because i mean they're a clothing line they're a special kind of thing or the the ibm it's it's kind of a series of products yes. what are some of the things you really learned from doing branding with those large corporations that are going to spend the time to really think about that so it's interesting because the companies and and unilever is is one of them i spent over a year working on their product um they um it was interesting because they have all these different brands, but yeah. I was actually working with um, the department, the, the innovation department. They were getting funded by other brands and we were searching for the next uh, bath and, and, and body product actually back then. That's okay. what we were working on. And it was the start of customization. And it it's so interesting because 20 years later now, I see on social media all these products. 
um, especially in the fa um, uh, beauty industry and makeup yeah. and all this, where they're asking these women to take these tests and then um, you get like a customized product at your door and it's supposed to be, you know, so customized to your needs. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful. We were doing this 20 years ago. We had, we had developed this concept with Unilever and worked and and so that department it was about testing and seeing how it worked and um when i think about it now it's interesting how it evolved because we were we we so we we conceptualized a whole kiosk and we had a little test of people answering you know what the skin type was what their uh hair type was and so forth and then it would um spit out uh, a, a little recipe and then there was somebody yeah. with pumps filling up the bottles shaking them up and then we had these little labels and it was very interesting because originally we said we want to um, reach uh, women maybe moms uh, from 30 up and so forth and yeah. because it was very kind of um um like playful we end up attracting yeah. uh teenagers and also because all these teens were a lot more in the malls hanging out yeah than, yeah. than moms were so we had to pitch concept and find and then and also completely change the look and feel because before we were very colorful then the next uh, the next situation we were more like muted colors and uh, we spent a, a year, a year and a half on that concept until um, Unilever decided that um, it was it was not a, a concept to follow through yeah. and, and they, they shut it down. But they have these big companies, they have funding that they can um, spend the money to explore um, these concepts and see, you know, and test the market and see how people react. But it's interesting now looking back how um the concept is now very interesting and very much in the beauty industry but it's um it's even even it's even worse because now it's all online but yeah again it's the marketing and the influencers that will and and the and even just the the customers that will jump on uh TikTok or instagram or facebook and say oh my gosh like I've taken this test and this foundation is perfect yeah. to my skin and I don't even understand. Now, AI also, the market, the, 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 the artificial intelligence, we've done in 20 years, like leaps of progress. So that also um, revolutionizes uh, your, your market. So I don't know if Unilever specifically has a product that does that now, but it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah. That's one thing too. Is is when you so working in an agency with these large companies, you had a team that was doing the brand strategy and the brand thinking with the client before the brief came onto the desk of the designers. So when we got briefed on the project, we knew who they were targeting, um, what was interesting to them, the market, the competitors. We knew all this. But this is why it's very important to do that background information. This is what I bring in my in my uh, agency is doing that background in uh, research and deep analysis. It doesn't. It, it becomes like a puzzle where you know what you need to do because the answers 
are logical because now you know your market. Now you know um, your competitors. Um, you also have talked about the future of the product or the business and and the mark and where it's going in the market. So you can anticipate what you can um, the best. If you don't have this background work, you you know that expression of throwing spaghetti at the wall. You're you're throwing mm -hmm. a lot of money. Um, yeah. There is going to be testing no matter what. You need to test to see, at least gather yeah. the information, see if your customers are ready for a new product or, um, you know, a new, uh, a new ingredients or a new look. But yeah. um, you are minimizing the risk from at least analyzing in depth what you're trying to build next. Yeah, that is interesting because you're you're testing out these brand concepts constantly, revising before they even start to go to the market overall. So that because and, as at, go ahead, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, and everything is always a, a test. I mean, yeah, you don't, you can't, you can't think that you're gonna bring out a product. And and then just stay like this the rest of your life and bank bank from it, right? Yeah. It's like you're gonna yeah. have to bring another product and be innovator and evolve your product because we are uh, the market. We people we are go. It's going so fast now, so fast. Yes, yes, yes. So that you know, and those examples were a lot of B two C clients. Are you helping more B two C clients now, or are you doing B two B and B two C clients? Um, I'm more doing B2C ones, but yeah. B2B is the same foundation. You, you know, yeah. you're, instead of looking at customers, you're looking at the other businesses you're working with yeah. and also anticipating, am I really answering the problem that they have? And is my business, um, how's my business going to evolve once I have them, for example, right? Yeah. And, and to become... So that they, so that I, my business becomes, um, um, oh, how you say, you can't live without it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Be, so, become the, the must have. Yeah. I think what happens too is, um, and this happens to all of us, we are too much in our head. So when you, um, when you have, and, and I, I, I call this a brand therapy. You have somebody um, outside of, of you that knows little about your history and hasn't, you know, gone through it with you. So they can ask meaningful questions to really see what have you learned, uh, where's your head out and uh, at, and where's the head of the company at, right? Like, where yeah. are you going and where you really mean to go? And is your yeah. your employees and the rest of the team in that same track with you sometimes um departments don't even have time to other right taking yeah. that time yeah. is is important yeah and you touched on a little bit you you mentioned this on your your website you talk about transformative brain therapy so or brand therapy not brain therapy <laughs> brand <laughs> therapy uh, can you explain that a little bit you started there so what do you mean by that because brand therapy is not a concept that that I'm familiar with. So often um, you work with, 
there is in the team, there's always the one person that has been there the longest, right? And very often it's the founder, it's the original, or it's somebody that inherited from the family or whatever mm -hmm. the, the case may be. So it's very personal to them. And, you know, I'll take the uh, analogy of, of, of a house, right? When you live in your house, you are, uh, you customize it your own way, you kind of, um, make it your own right and then somebody else will come if you put it on the market and they'll be judging here and there and then they'll uh they will um they will have another vision right so when yeah. you're in a company and you 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 you're so involved in it you have this emotional attachment it is hard to take some hard decisions sometimes it is hard to um to realize that maybe you as the owner had this a specific idea but the rest of the team it wants to take it somewhere else or are in disagreement and um and so the the, the or also you have to make a decision as to okay this product that we we launched with is no longer a popular product and we should let it go because we've evolved to something else or our clients are asking to get go to something else so that is where the, the therapy comes I, I often have um clients that that you know it gets emotional sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah well, I mean, it's it's like you said. This could be a, a a legacy product that's been been theirs for a very long time, but the market has changed. Yes. And and they're so you're helping them then understand how their brand needs to evolve or the products need to evolve to meet the the real market. Well, and I, yeah, and, and they actually through through the 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 the, the workshops they get there themselves in a sense i'm okay. just there as a guide where it's like okay yeah. what are we trying to do what are we uh what has worked what ha what hasn't worked what do we want more of um um what's the exit strategy of your company like mm -hmm. writing um you know imagining the um the end of, how you want to exit you know like yeah what are you envisioning and then kind of go backwards from there because this is your ultimate goal yeah yeah and that's what the you know that in what we do that kind of yeah. that kind of therapy is very common we have to say okay where what how do you want to exit you know whether it's value it's time it's you know what do you want it to look like who do you want us to you know succeed or sell the company to you really have to understand that and that and similar to a product or or a brand change um you really have to think about that. It's a it's a big question. It's a big question. It is a big question, and and you know I don't know if you've you've thought of your exit, but I don't have a clear answer to my exit yet. <laughs> oh yes, we have, we have. So that's that's one of the things that that we get asked all the time, and we have. So that's yeah. good. <laughs> that's good. And you have yeah. plan. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. The. Uh, what are some of the common branding challenges that you see companies make or um, challenges that you see companies facing excuse me i use the wrong words yeah well sometimes they make um a decision without having thought everything through um mm -hmm. and it kind of backfires at them 
or um, they will um, uh, sometimes not even address a problem and then that will become a bigger issue. Um, there is, there is um, so, um, solutions to, to every problem. You have to just think it through. But um, branding um, issues to, I mean, a pitfall that sometimes will happen is they'll be influenced by the market. And, and you've seen this, again, always taking the, the big um, um, examples because those are the ones in the media that everybody can relate yeah. to. But we've seen evolution of logos, like Google's evolu logos evolved. Yeah. Um, Gap, uh, um, Starbucks, I mean, so forth. Nike's logo has withstand the, the, the for a long time now yes. with swoosh, right? So one of the pitfalls I see is that um, companies will will want to be more trendy, but they'll go too far where very quickly that trend, that visual trend will go out of style and then they will have to spend the money for nothing. So um you need it's hard to get a very long lasting logo but yeah. you can't uh, a pitfall too is to change too much and then people can't recognize yeah. you whereas the the brand awareness is gone because suddenly oh perfect example i don't know if you remember this was a few years back tropicana is known for the the packaging with the orange and then the um, the straw in the orange yeah yeah. They went very modern, very clean, and they removed that. They went from like their plastic bottle with the green lid to a yeah. cardboard bottle. And the lid had like, um, um, it was kind of, um, it was in plastic, but it was representing half of an orange. Anyway, the design, check it out online, the rebrand of Tropicana that failed. The design was so far from what it was that people didn't realize it was the same product and they oh. lost customer on it because it was just too far out. So this is, this is a pitfall is to not get yourself too uh, uh, influenced by trends. It could be very hot at the moment, but yeah. you need to stay true to what your customers know who you are for. So that's, that's a big pitfall. That is. Be true to what your customers know you for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you write that down. That's it, it, a great example. Um, because, yeah, I, you think Google's done it several times in the last five years. They've adjusted their logo, adjusted their yeah. logo, adjusted their logo. It's kind of like, and, and the thing to me is, yes, you could tell if you were a designer looking at it, but overall, did it really do anything? No, but you see, for example, Starbucks, if they went away with the um, the mermaid, they would lose their customers, right? So that is something they can refine her as much as they can, but yeah. she will be their constant icon for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah, you see the mermaid with the green and white, and you know what it is. Yeah, exactly. I can, I see it in my in my head, and I, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing too, a, a, a good brand, I would say Nike is a great brand because they they have withstand the the times yeah. and um, and uh, and their their tagline just do it as well has withstand the, the, yeah. the, the time. I will say something that's very important to me too uh, in branding and, and I, I think a lot of people would agree is a good name. 
Um, but I think your companies are all pretty established, but uh, um, a good name is very important. If you have something that is too long or acronyms that are not resonate, like IBM became IBM because uh, it was an uh, international business machine. That is just such a mouthful to say. Yeah. But now we are, it's, it's, it takes more time to create brand awareness with an acronym because people hear, you know, HBCA and they'll be like, what is that? Right. And then little by little after hearing it, it'll finally sink in. But if um, if you have a name that is recognizable, that is short, that you can um, also be memorable in some way and create that brand around it that develops these easy ways for people to remember, that yeah. is that is something that will always stay with your business. So so it's it's a very important yeah. aspect that that people might not think of it all the time. Yeah. Well, because it's an afterthought a lot of times. It's a what? Sorry. It's an afterthought. It's they a, don't think about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, what should we call the business? And they go, oh, let's, let's put three names on the wall and flip a coin and see which one wins. Yes. And that's unfortunate. I, I had somebody contact me once and I wanted to, to he, he wanted a service and I was looking and I said, oh, you do this? And he's like, oh, no, we we get this a lot, but no, we don't do that. And it was his name that was misleading. Yeah. And, you know, I said, I I, I told him, I, I don't think you like to hear this, but I think you need to change your name before it's, it's too late. Because if you already yeah. know that you're getting the reaction from the clients, why keep in this wrong direction yeah we adjust right we're, we're, well that's always what we're doing we're like readjusting <laughs> yes yes until that's you are thing. the nike of the world <laughs> yeah well you bring up i mean nike as you think about it i mean they have stood the test of time yes there's a few of them i mean i think target hasn't changed a whole lot walmart's changed I mean, that's a huge yeah. brand and they've done a lot of brand work and you just go through the big companies, like you said, and yeah. uh, some of them change a lot. Some of them have stayed pretty solid, but the majority keep changing to change with the times, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, Nike is just, just the, the, what, what's another one you can think of like Nike that's just stayed the same forever. Oh gosh. You know, they've all, pre well, it's, I mean, the logo is is still pretty recent, but you know we're t uh, we're talking uh, yeah twenty or something years. Um, but I don't know because you look at Instagram has evolved. Um, yeah. A craft has evolved. Um, um, hmm. Yeah, there's just there's hard I mean, to find even them. Even Unilever just... has evolved. Yeah. 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 It's, it's Delta. Hard to yeah. Well, yeah, which just... shows you that. Branding is not static. You have to evolve in your market. You know, like the, the biggest, the, the, the most, the more, the, the, in reality, the most is evolve, evolve over the years, right? Yeah, 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 they do. They do. So it is really kind of a unicorn. It huh, is. That's, yeah. that's interesting. So then a lot of times 
Well, first of all, what are some bad brand examples? Now, you talked about one when the name didn't describe a company. Oh, gosh. What I, they actually I, did. But. Gosh, I try to forget these. I um, I don't know because this would be more like obscure because usually if they fail, then you don't you don't hear of them. But I will tell you in the world of of startups, if you have a bad name and you're looking for funding or in, and a bad brand, yeah. you know, then you can go in for a presentation. But then the next guy behind you will have a great name and something witty and it will be. A yeah. cool presentation and there's there's a clear winner so that that's the power of design and and naming for you so yeah. i don't have a, a a bad name that i would yeah. think of but um the you know the thought, i will so. tell you the trick of a name too is if you're too narrow then you stuck yourself in uh in a in a in an area for example the dollar shave club so they just they got overnight fame because of yeah. their amazing advertising right with this guy that was going yeah. i mean it was the owner and the founder right in in such yeah. a funny way i mean they were the instigator of that style of advertising because after you had like all the copycats <laughs> yeah. but the problem yeah. with the dollar shave club is that what does the name say it's a shave club. Dollar shave club. Right? Like, then you got Harris behind that. Um, I don't know if it's a sub brand, but Harris came in and competed right with them with shaving tools. But then they offered, you know, um, health pro, I mean, a hair products yeah. and soaps and all sorts of uh, um, health and beauty products. And the Dollar Shave Club is still seen as just a shaving club. Mm -hmm. So they, when this happens, then you know you have ways. Then you, then you create this this house of brands where you then develop another brand name. But for it um, to be attached to the Dollar Shave Club, that's still a tough one. And yeah. he had a great idea. He went all in on this hunch and built a great company. But then he 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 got stuck with this name. Uh, everybody knows him now. There's definitely brand awareness, but yeah. he's now stuck with that name. So his only choice is to just create other companies to expand. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's a great example because you know you really need to think about today and into the future. And into the future, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um. Mm -hmm. That is a fun and, you know, also something on um, if you're first in the market doing something, then right away you're going to come on top of people's um, uh, brand recognition. So he was the first to do these these fun advertising. And after you mm -hmm. had all these people copying, so he can be proud of that because he was the first in that. So. This is where like that brand thinking, that brainstorming um, and that brand therapy first to see where you're at. Because sometimes your origins is what is important to bring back up front. Uh, yeah. And you just kind of forgot them because they're with you for so long. But that's where that the gold nugget is, is that original story. 
And maybe this is what will bring you up in people's memory. This is a way to maybe pivot your brand and, and do something completely new, new within your market. Um, but it doesn't come on its own. You have to, to do the work to get there. Well, yeah, I'm writing this down because, you know, you talked about sometimes the origin should be brought to the front. And that is that is key because I think as over time, people can get on, you know, the, the brand, the company moves. But like you said, sometimes going starting back at the beginning or, or bringing that to the front, as you said, is yeah. is where the real value is in that brand and bringing yeah. that legacy and, and yeah. things like that. And, and I think. You, that is to me um it i i don't want to call it a trend because i think it's 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 staying but the or it, with the with with climate change and uh, with um fossil fuel and renewable energy coming back and this whole discussion and put political situations that i do think that legacy origin things going back to nature this is something this is a trend that is staying because we are um all concern we only have one planet right so we're all concerned yeah. about what's going to happen with this so the, if 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 a, a company now brings in these values and these concerns i think that's already um helping them level up their brand into this market that we're getting in, into the new mm -hmm. generation they are asking for that so it's important for companies to to work on this and leverage this and that comes that mm -hmm. kind of comes full circle with transparency right so yeah if you can if you're a manufacturer of something and, and you can think ahead of like the full cycle of your product all the way through how to dispose of it in a meaningful way that is already exposing your brain. Now you can market this and 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 just from them that start having clients that are interested in, in your product because there are more and more of these clients, no, mm -hmm. no matter what the product is, like how is this gonna, uh, my, my consumption, how's my consumption going to affect the earth is gonna be the mm -hmm. new thing. That's a great point. Let me write that. So, as you're doing this, mm -hmm. what are, how do you really, I, I, when you're talking about brand and you're talking about logos, I've always, this has always been interesting to me as to how a logo can exude feelings, how the colors, the shapes, the, the styles, all that. I mean, well, is that just a feeling or is that, I mean, or there's well, science behind it? I, I just don't, yeah. I don't see the science behind color, but that's really the only thing I've ever seen. Well, there are science behind colors, right? Like, yeah. um, and also let's not forget if, if a company uh, is international versus just local, yeah. right? Because red in, in the U.S. is... Um, is power, but it could power, also yeah. red in finance is bad because then there's something yeah. wrong, right? Yeah. Uh, but then in 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 China, it's life, right? So you have to. This is also comes with wow. the brand strategy. You have to think where are your where is your business currently at? Um, is yeah. it going to do business in other places in the world? And we need to anticipate to consider this. And, and that gets really complicated after. Oh, yeah. Because then you need to analyze, um, you know, 
in each country and each culture, mm -hmm. what are the color, the meaning of colors. But designers are are trained for that. Um, the um, the thing also is to take in consideration your competitive landscape. Um, if you have a competitor that uses red and you're going to start using red, then you're starting to to what we call brand confusion, right? Yeah. So you want to say, okay, well, I'm going to be different, but um, you know, I'm not just going to take purple then because what's why am I taking purple? Like we need to look into what makes sense between the name, um, what the 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 value of the company is. Uh, the market, the competitor, and that, and this is kind of an all overarching. It, it what I call it's mattering in the, it's mattering in your market. It's like yeah. you're taking all these um, different um, observations, and then you're coming to a conclusion. And that's when I was telling you earlier, it kind of becomes a puzzle where you're like, um, we shouldn't be red and we shouldn't be purple. What are other colors we could be? Um, what what um, what other maybe sub brands we're gonna build? And yeah. uh, and in this case also your product, you know, depending what you are um, selling and representing, then you you can't. It, it becomes an equation of like, okay, we should go with yellow, for example. Yeah. But yeah. what's interesting is if you can take your leadership team through this decision, then it becomes a lot more powerful for them because they understand that decision. And yeah. that is what is um, um, so important to just the transparency and involving everybody. Evidently, it takes time. Mm -hmm. But there was a time where, you know, the C-suite didn't want to know about the nitty-gritty decisions but yeah. i think that now they're a lot more in tune with what's happening and and a brand strategy becomes um um guiding pr principles for for all your other decisions it yeah. becomes a foundation and then from there you can make more educated decisions. So every department can make more educated decision. Marketing department understands too. There's a lot of overlap with mm -hmm. brand strategy, but the marketing people are always thinking of an action step. We want our yeah. client to click on the button or to go on this website or to do this. And on the brand, we're going to say, okay, how we can develop any sort of imagery so that we actually call people in. Oh, I want to learn more about this. So that that's imagery and obviously messaging as well. The mm -hmm. more intentional your messaging is and the more you start just bringing people in. Yeah. Wow, this is this is incredible. We're we're, we're running up to time here Priscilla, but learning about brands and branding and how these branding strategies could how they can really produce the results it's been it's been awesome talking to you because i've learned a tremendous amount here about a the branding is really an overarching thing it's not just a logo it's not just a a, a feeling but it's about you know how you do business yes it's the colors you use yes it's the way you treat people it's the way customers suppliers and, and employees all interact and, and it's an overarching thing which is 
so important because it's kind of a guiding light for the for everybody that interacts with the organization. I and like that guiding light. Ah, <laughs> all right. I actually said something that made sense today. This yes. is great. so this guiding light, but then then you turn around and you go, it the the name, like you brought up the Dollar Shave Club. This that anybody that's thinking about you know starting a company or or potentially wanting to rebranding rebranding yeah. it's like wow you really need to think about this name yes. because yes. there's you know some people i've been around people that like to name companies like latin names just pick latin names that nobody yes. knows and pick a company like that right or make up a name and i'm like whoa that's really hard to do if you're going to make up a name and, and do those kind of things but but when your brand your name and everything else comes around it, this is this is great information you've been sharing and, and, and Nike, the name Nike is actually um, the goddess of victory. Now, I can't remember if it's Latin or Greek, but it's the goddess of victory, Nike. So, yeah, it, it was intentional. You don't yeah. think it was, but it was. Wow. Yeah. Another great piece of information you shared today, Priscilla. <laughs> I am I, I am so so thrilled that we got this chance to talk. And, you know, today on the Face of Business, we've been talking with Priscilla Blanchot uh from carte blanche priscilla where's the best place if somebody wants to get a hold of you and talk more what's the yes. best place to get hold of you um two spots i'm i'm on linkedin under priscilla okay. blancho and then i am also at we are very good so priscilla blancho we are thanks so much for being here thanks everyone for listening today thank, thank you priscilla you. Well, thank you, Damon. This was really a pleasure. I really uh, enjoyed myself, too. So I thank you for giving me this opportunity. Yes, yes. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for being here. We will be back again with other great guests sharing information that hopefully helps you out and uh, gives you some direction. Thanks, everyone.